Do you love how, like, people found the one openly trans cop in Ontario, and now yeah. suddenly that has completely fixed the rift between... Oh no! I saw between police the best and the and the, the queer gays. community. I saw the best. Oh, the fucking queer I today. Mean. That I mean, was like, quote: "LGBT people can't succeed under capitalism. Expectation, reality, and it's the Fab Five. And I'm like, wow, four cis men and one gender non-conforming person are successful." <laughs> Welcome to Is This Drag? No. <laughs> and we're done. Goodbye. <laughs> Pod over. <laughs> My name is Dirt. I'm Mopsy. And I'm Cake. We're back in the uh, back in the Chateau de Garbage. Yeah. It's cleaner than usual though. Yeah, because my partner is back. Yeah, and, and he's a clean person. Yeah. Well, we also um, cleared off some of the kitchen area for our other pod that we're doing. Yep. More to come on that, but we're back in the kitchen and we're talking about. A lot Someone, of nonsense. Someone's in the kitchen with idiots. Dinah. <laughs> it's Gus. I had a Red Bull and then I took a nap, which was great for my body. Uh, I have a friend who swears by the Red Bull nap. I don't think it's good for me. And you, I, you gotta, uh, he doesn't do good things that are good for him. <laughs> you hey, gotta Ryan. Do, you gotta do either a coffee or a Red Bull, then a 20-minute nap, and then you are good to go. For how long? The end of one's ensemble rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're here to talk about... We got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. We want we got this fucking admin calendar. Listen, we got a lot of feelings. We got a lot of thoughts. A lot of yeah. We have a lot of of substances in us because Moxie, you are dying. Yeah, I'm actually. This is I like I can walk upright now. That's good. Which is a big improvement. How are you feeling overall? Well, like explain why you are injured. So I did a, a fucking gig this past Saturday. I'm not going to give too many details in case they find it. Yeah, because I'm afraid of them. I tried to find the fucking guy on LinkedIn, and I can't access his profile, so I don't know what his name is, but he's definitely the Nexium guy, but not the Nexium guy. Anyways, that's a joke for parody. Um, I did a, <laughs> Can't be sued. I did a, a gig over the weekend, um, and the gig was described to us, and like we, uh, it was me, Kitty, and Serenity, and we went to the gig, and it was... Um, described to us as we each do a number we participate in a little bit of zumba and then we do a group number and we do that cycle twice so when we went for our rehearsal with them on wednesday they showed us two routines and then described another routine that they were going to want us to participate in and we were like okay so or at least i was like oh okay so that's all they want us to do then like they taught us these two things so we won't look like idiots when we do it on saturday and then we perform our numbers, and that's that. <laughs> then you showed up looking like idiots, and then it was game over. We didn't look that bad. No, you looked, you looked cute. I you looked, looked cute. be cute. I looked good. <laughs> 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 um, 
So then we show up on Saturday. They like sneak us through a back door because no one at this gig knows there's going to be drag That queens. was the weirdest thing to me that they didn't advertise it at all. So um, people have like bought tickets to this event. There's like a big red carpet. So like we come out and walk and uh, come up through the elevator, walk down the stairs, whatever. Is this the time for that? I can't not. You need one of those fucking fidget cubes. Sorry. I'm trying not to interrupt. <laughs> I love a post, I love a just 12 month late New Year's resolution. This is for 2020, baby. I'm working on it now. You got that 2020 vision. But anyway, so long story short, we had to do an 18 minute Zumba routine in our heels. Because they didn't give us time to change into our flats before they just went right into the yeah, next and song. And now your back and is my That was on Saturday. And my back, it is today, Thursday, that we are recording. And I'm finally like, okay, if I wear heels tomorrow for my gig, I'm not going to die. Wear, wear flats. No, I'm wearing heels because I can't find my flats. I will buy you flats, mm. babe. No. I will go to the I will go to the Ardeens in the mall where I work. No, I'm gonna I'm wearing my chonky heels because of my number, so okay. it'll be fine. That's fine then. Stop mothering me. But yeah, you've experienced what we could maybe call a physical uh, a burnout. Yeah. In some well, ways. and then and then so we did we did this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bringing us in. <laughs> is that a segue? So beep beep. Is this a segue? Yeah, so I took on this gig, first of all, not knowing exactly what the bookers wanted for what we were being paid, and then not saying no when my body was telling me that I needed to, because, like, we started doing, like, the second round of Zumba, and my entire right hip was completely tense, like, I could feel the muscle clenching and burning, and I didn't stop because we were getting paid, um, and it was bad decisions all around, so... That's physical burnout. Yeah, but uh, the reason we brought this up, aside from the fact that it explains why you are dead to the world. Yeah, and why I'm not doing the same gig on Saturday. Well, there's a lot of reasons why you're not doing <laughs> No, it's purely because of the injury. Parody. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> but anyway, you, you wanted to talk about creative burnout, I believe. Or, well, you just said burnout, and I assumed it was creative burnout. It's like burnout of life. Yeah. So like okay, you know when the, well, I, I mean, you know I can, the life, I can talk about. <laughs> I mean, I can talk about. Uh, I can talk about all the things making me burnt out, or we can talk about this in a context of uh, what it means to be a drag queen experiencing burnout. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's a valid thing to talk about. So like, yeah, uh, it's been a busy year. It's been a busy month. <laughs> um, uh, I think I'm definitely the type of person that. Uh, uh, does not know when to say no or <laughs> know when to slow oh. down. Oh. Mm -hmm. You work two jobs. <laughs> I work two jobs. Now, here's the thing. I work two jobs, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm getting like more than 40 hours a week. Because yeah. one yeah, job but you literally work in the sucks. service industry, so that's like one of the worst jobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, my it's funny. My Right behind my, call center. My my food, well, the one where I actually like serve customers' mm -hmm. job is actually the fun job, mm -hmm. and I enjoy being there just because it's a good space. But uh, the <coughs> being in a kitchen, the culinary industry is a scam. I'm going to tell you all right now, it's a scam. 
Uh, the only thing, the only thing that makes it worth doing there is if it's something you love doing and you're you don't mind doing shit <laughs> mm-hmm. because it makes you happy. Like I mean, you know, a lot of people like a, a lot of bad things, but those bad things make them happy. Yeah. And that's the culinary industry. And the thing is, the culinary industry um, does not make me happy. Nope. <laughs> uh, once yeah. upon a time, I liked to bake. Now I don't. Now I'd, I'd rather do anything but. Mm-hmm. My family is like, hey, do you, you bake? Do you want to make dessert for this family gathering? I'm like, um, I hate this fucking family. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's like, it's the last thing I ever want to do. Um, so... Working two jobs, it's one one of which is actually a bit mentally draining because I'm expected to like come up with recipes and come up with dishes and it's just like I'd rather spend my creative energy on my drag, which is way more rewarding. Um, it's way more for me and I don't know. Is the shitty thing that I find worth it. <laughs> and you've already been biting me today. I can't believe he lets you hold him at all. Yeah. He really hates it when we do it. Oh my god, he's purring. He knows I'm having a tough day. No. Little sweetheart. Um. <laughs> Would you like to decide where you're sta- No. <laughs> you just had like two feet on cake and two feet on the table. Goose. I hope we get that good ASMR. <laughs> I think um, they made the Untitled Goose Game about him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, burnout. Okay, so when you are a drag queen and you don't do drag full time as your job, it means that you have to somehow come up with a source of income because your drag does not provide you with a roof and groceries and all the things you need to live. <laughs> so... Um, People like me work jobs. I've chosen to work two jobs because one of them is supposed to be my uh, transition out of the shitty job, but mm-hmm. we're in uh, a traffic jam <laughs> in that. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, I am a part of a lot of different collectives. <laughs> so for a while there, I was a part of the court yeah. And I needed to cut some, I needed to trim some fat out of my life. Well, no, you were not just on the court, you were also. Like a member of the board. I was well, the president. president of the board. Yeah. You were the President's Choice Award. Yep. I was the President's, president's Choice. President's Choice. <laughs> hey. No, I won the President's Choice, choice Award. Award. And you were the Eat the Middle First President's Choice Oreo cookies. Because they can't call them Oreos. So they call them Eat the Middle First. Oh, okay. I As opposed to the other off brand Oreos, which are called Creamies. <laughs> I think okay. this one called like Hydrox or something. Anyway, regardless. Anyway, um, so, and I don't know. I guess I would say that I'm I am in a good position drag wise. I am a regular host. I'm like the regular host of Drag Brunch with Prairie Sky. Mm-hmm. I, the... I was just Miss yeah. Club Two Hundred. <laughs> I yeah. just stepped down from that. And I am a third mic on a podcast that you um, yeah. might be listening you to. You also <laughs> used to be the like resident queen for U of M uh, drag bingo. That's another thing. Yeah, I, had, I told them I couldn't do it this year. Well, because was, you don't have a car. I don't have a car, and getting out there is too hard. And also, I, f- I was U of like... U of M is a shithole. 
It's just like, I don't know. Like, unless you're going to pay me for my transpo, it's just like, it's not yeah. worth it for me. The people that seem nice, I have met, oh, I want to say his name's Damien or something starts with a D. And he was on my radio show once. And he I've seen him at a couple of our events. He's a cool guy. Yeah, like, n- no shade to anyone there, but it's also just like, it was a question of, like, now that my, with my work schedule, it meant I, w- I would be taking the day off of work mm-hmm. to go do that. And Which then is like, not worth it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not paying, like, $60 in cab fare. Like, mm-hmm. like, no. like That that, that yeah. was the first ever drag-based event I ever went to. <laughs> and I won a prize. I won the lesbian orgy package. I had to, like, fight someone for it because we both got bingo. Oh. Who was hosting with me? The same person as always. Cat? Yeah. Oh. Catastrophe. Catastrophe in uh-huh. disaster? I don't was know. There, uh, I, thought, yeah, I thought there was a second part to the name. They're an enigma. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, they like to keep, they like to shake it up. So yeah, uh, just a lot of things. And so, as someone who, like, I make, an, I make my own costumes, I style my own hair, I do all, like, I try to do as much as I can myself, because I'm someone mm-hmm. who does not know how to ask for help, therefore... If I want something, I have to do it myself. <laughs> this cat's high as shit. Sorry. I said I would stop doing it, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's fine. He just he just really needed a hug today, I guess. It's because um, I'm just drawing so, it, and I wouldn't let him eat my pen. Yeah. So point being, now that it's the holiday season, I want to die. Because <laughs> I am so tired all the time. I even tried to like make this week, like was going to be like, okay... That's enough. Now this next week is gonna be all for me, and then I had to like I have to go I had to go Christmas shopping because I'm going home. Kitty and Serenity and I do sewing dates because they need outfits. He, they need outfits. They and well, they're also I'm also teaching them, mm-hmm. which I mean is like something I don't mind do. I'm happy to do, but it is I would be like I would be I would not be forthcoming if I said it was not taxing on the brain. Yeah, as you see me like slowly creeping like cake sewing lessons. <laughs> yeah. And you just see me just like Here's the thing. If we all want to get together and have the sewing collective, because a lot of my sewing lessons is me just being like, Yeah, now do that. Now do that. Yeah. Then this. Okay, I'll show you this next part. Now stitch that up. Now do this. Mm-hmm. It's very like mm-hmm. we'll have you we'll we'll, we'll let you join the, the sewing bee. I mean, yeah. What I was like making I'm making the sewing bees? <laughs> When I was, like, sewing wire onto my bodysuit at the studio for, like, four hours by myself on a Saturday listening to the same Hosier album five times, that nearly drove me insane. And that was nothing. So, like, maybe I do need some guidance. Me with those ruffles on that purple dress. (laughs) (laughs) I think I almost went blind on that one. I I need to make something again. Yeah, I want to make pants. I need to go to the studio that I pay rent on. Yeah. It's just so hard Um, to leave the apartment. It is. So anyway, we'll so the trouble with burnout, and as a, as someone who's like, I'm also very introverted, mm-hmm. it's like, it means, it makes doing things very hard. And mm-hmm. I, I don't have the answer to how to get out of it, because I still feel so busy. <laughs> so it means like, I'm just going to have to like, figure it out. But. Well, I remember feeling a little bit like this while I was in university, except for that in drag you have friends who will uplift you and like the people who you are like doing events for and performing for are usually very happy with the outcome 
Whereas university is like everyone constantly telling you how awful you are at everything. Oh. And like, so like, I, like I know that feeling. Because I also really liked university. Like, I really like academia and learning. It's just a very bad environment for me. Mm -hmm. And the only way I got out of that was graduating. So I don't have any advice. Well, I think that um, forming good support networks is part of it. I think that spending time with friends who you do drag with out of drag is also a good thing to do. Yeah, I also think... I mean, this is kind of, like, dumb to say it, because I feel like it, you would need to have that free time and that free schedule and stuff to do it, but just, like, I took a month off drag back mm -hmm. in, like, March of last year, like, from, like, the middle of March to the middle of April, and that really, really benefited me, and that's something I have, not something I really have the luxury to do right now, as, like... Mm -hmm. I mean, EOY only has two shows, but with between EOY, Slunt, and, like, my other responsibilities with, like, trying to get the court... To, I really want this... To in any order. <laughs> ...making it work at all. Why is it a group? I think for me, definitely, like, I'm, I never feel like... It's, like, one of those things, like, all these things I'm ha I Like, these are things I enjoy doing, mm -hmm. but, like, when they come up, I'm, I'm just, like... Oh, I don't want to do that. It's like that's not yeah. the emotional response that I'm that like mm -hmm. it would be the normal for me. And I think that's just coming from I think I have to I have to find a way a better way of requisitioning time for myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something that I did this year when I was feeling like right after the EOY pageant, I was having this big freak out because Moxie had made an offhand comment about how like Alan at Club Two Hundred was like feeling a little overwhelmed with like how much drag there is in the city and how everyone wants to book at 200 and he's booked up till May and I was like having this crisis and so what I just did was like what I always do when I'm having a crisis is just I made a list it was a list of everything that I wanted to accomplish this year and also things that I wanted for myself and I tried to give myself the commitment to do at least t 10 minutes a day of a non-drag based creative project and I feel like that's been very good and fruitful for me is just literally just taking my mind off of it for like a little bit. Well, like, I got a Switch and like being able to sit wherever I am and then play video games has been really nice because I haven't had a handheld console in a while and often I want to sit, like that fucking orange couch is not comfortable no. at all. So sitting there for hours to play video games sucks. But like having something that I can take with me and do where I need to be, like, physically where I want to be is really helpful and, and like because well because like gaming was always a big thing for me like mm -hmm. I always was a big gamer and then I kind of fell off of that when I started drag so I'm getting back into it now I've gotten Same. really into embroidery again I am like Oliver's gotten me back into like doll customizing which is really fun I've been um what I've been doing to like get my me time this week is I've been playing a lot of the sims 4 because nice. I am a simmer it I, 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 you like to simmer down. I like to simmer down. I like to play Sims. I like it gives me an element of control because that's who I am. Except my full-on Virgo tendencies come out because I'm bad at building. Mm. I have a vision. Of, it's like it's it's exactly like drag in that sense. Where like the creative part of that game, I have an idea in my head and I need to put that into this game so I can play with it. But the product is never the vision. Mm. <laughs> However, I did have a major breakthrough, and uh, I'm. 
And I made it. I've been working on a really cool house. <laughs> it's actually what I. So I had like things that I wanted to do. Is I wanted to have a big build, and I wanted to have every skill building item in the game, but I needed to figure out a narrative that could contextualize all of that. Oh hell yeah! But without, um, without creating a, a build that was too big that was going to slow down my game. Mm. So I had a lot of requirement that I was trying to fill this in, and it was right around the. T- I've been working on this for months. This idea has been so slow, slow going. But like, like three expansions have come out since I tried to do this. <laughs> oh my god. And I bought them all, and I'm here sitting there waiting to play their content, but I can't until my flipping house is done. That's fair. So Did you I, watch um, the <laughs> Polygon video that just got released uh, where Brian David Gilbert recreates I his... did. did. I did you? watch that. I did it's watch that. It's very good. I love Brian David Gilbert. He is who I wish I looked like him. Yeah, it's like that age-old thing of, like, am I dysphoric, or do I just wish I was skinny and also Brian David Gilbert? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's am I attracted to him or do, do I, I want, want to, to look be like him? him? There's like a really, he has a, so there's a Wikipedia for like the video game website he works for, for Polygon, and there's a whole page for him. And in the fun facts section it says, queer women just think he's neat. Queer men have listened to this particular song by him too many times. Non-binary people see him as a parental figure. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I feel seen. Huh? Um, but anyway, so like this house, I essentially decided I'm building a school. Ooh. But it's, but it's a school for science, but also for magic. Ah. So it's like, and like they don't make enough Final Fantasy centric items in that game to marry those two visions. Hey, you could. So when I you built, could probably download do some any illegal final, mods. Do they have any Final Fantasy centric items? In Sims Three, they did release Into the Future that had a lot of futuristic content. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so what I built. Is, oh, and that's the thing. Is like I also wanted to be partially underwater. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I also want okay, like starting to see why this is taking three months to do. Well, I had yeah, and like it had and it had to have a greenhouse. It had to have an underground. Um, it had to under, have an underground, um, sh- like shoot where like the underground rocket that you build in The Sims could shoot out of, because I don't like the way it looks when it's just in your backyard because it's very gauche. And I don't like things that are gauche. Oh, yeah. Do you know what <laughs> I want us to do is I want us to have a Minecraft server. <laughs> I've I miss, never played Minecraft. I miss playing Minecraft. I have, my computer, I have Minecraft. My computer is so fucking shitty. Like, it, oh. it will die. It, it will melt if I try to play Minecraft for more than 30 Same. minutes. I need to get a new laptop. I need to get a gaming PC. We need to get a gaming PC. <laughs> so I, I, have a, I have fantasies of building a, like, uh, final... Sorry, no. Of building a Steven Universe-like centric stuff in Minecraft. Oh. Like, I want to build, like, the palace. And I want to make, like, Wait, a giant, speaking like... speaking of Steven Universe, did you see that photo of the queens who did the diamonds? I did. It was very good. I haven't seen I yet. liked it, and I liked the, I liked what they did. It's not yeah. what I would have done, but I still liked it. Yeah. I haven't seen Future yet, so no spoilers, if that's the thing that happened. I, they released, my, like, probably one of my new favorite fusions. Oh, my... Okay, well now I. Oh. You have to watch it. I'm not gonna you. Tell you have to watch it. It's so beautiful. Can I know if it's a Steven fusion or a different? If it's no, not, I'm not telling you I'm anything. Not, no, I'm, not, I'm not telling you anything. It's um, literally the. I will say this about, the perfect fusion though. It made me so. I would. So I'll happy. just look it up now. I'm actually. recreating an outfit after it now that I do. Yeah. Now that I do body suits, I'm like we're on it. Um, yes. Uh. Anyway. Also, uh, we have to have another Steven Universe uh, cast now. We will once of, once Future is done, yeah. and then really I can cool. actually join. 
Yeah. Um, um, but I want to say this about yeah. it though, like Steven Universe Future. I was I am surprised at the pace of it because it's yeah. having very contained stories, which is not which is not the Steven Universe format. Well, that's because I think they have a they have a set deadline now. Well, like they're because, they're they're tying well, because, it up. They're um, tying it up. I was watching a I was watching a video about it. Uh, and it was, I think it was Cartoon, uh, like Cartoon Universe or something like that, one of those YouTube channels. Um, but they were talking about how, like, the the series functions as an epilogue, and an epilogue is to show the lives of the characters after the main plot. Mm-hmm. So, like, it makes sense that there isn't, like, as, like, as, like, um, a big bad. Because I think I think there is going to be a narrative thread that is like that we will see wind through the stories, but I don't think it's going to be as linear as we're used to with Steven Universe, and I kind of like that. I th- I feel like it's going to look like a vine, like which is the main story, but then having lots of juicy fruits hanging off of it, yeah. which are the episodes. Juicy. The other thing too is that Cartoon Network completely boned Steven Universe on their airing schedule. Mm-hmm. In the fact that we would have no new episodes for like almost a year, and then and just, then like, the summer take... of Stephen, like yeah, it was a good summer. It was a good, it was summer. A good summer, and just kind of like summer. the idea that like if Steven Universe had had a regular airing schedule, it would have been over in like probably four seasons. Mm-hmm. We should talk about something else now because we've been talking about this for like thirty-five minutes. But I want to finish. I want to finish telling you about my house. Please tell me about your <laughs> yeah. house. So what I've settled on is I needed a jumping off point. So what I did is I looked up, I was trying to find things that I liked. So I was looking at real buildings, Mm -hmm. seeing if someone had built it in The Sims and then using it and editing that. So I did that with several iterations. um, One of them being Tunt Manor from Archer. Oh my God. (laughs) Hell yeah. But it was too big. I couldn't do it. And then one of them was um, the Chateau de Chambord from French, from France, from French. It's from French. <laughs> you know, France, the real place. You know, do you have you ever been to French? <laughs> I've been. Fuck. I'm so tired. Um, um, it's this time of year. In French. In French. Sybil. Where this are you is, from? I'm this from. Burnout. I'm from Paris, French. <laughs> I need to talk about literally anything else. Anyway. It's a real place. Then, um, well, then what I realized is if I was going to do that and upload it to the gallery, um, it would uh, it would give, like, this is so-and-so's creation, me, original by so-and-so. And I'm like, I don't want that shit. So I was like, okay, whatever I build, it's got to be from scratch. So instead, I decided to build from a picture. And what I looked up was my favorite place in Skyrim, my favorite structure in Skyrim, which is the Blue Palace in Solitude. Mm. And bitch, I built mm-hmm. that shit and then added onto it. And now, nice. and I will tell you this: and I it's, by that. it's big, it's beautiful, it's blue, and it's partially underwater. Nice. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so proud of you. And it has a secret underground lab and a magic tower. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Well, I feel like that's probably a very good way to for you to like kind of get rid of your burnout is by burning out in The Sims. I decided I'm well because when I, normally when I try to build a house because I've also just decided to redecorate someone else's house and I go all out and I'm like this is too much I got through the first floor of one one of their mega mansions I was like I can't do this I'm out of ideas <laughs> so what I've decided for this build is that like the story is my Sims are gonna accumulate money they're gonna buy this building it's gonna be empty old and dilapidated which means it won't be decorated and I can just decorate it over time mm-hmm. and I feel like that would be more fun yeah play a game in a way that is a fun for you 
Yeah. yeah. I don't well, know how like to have fun. Is it's the problem. It's the real problem. I don't yeah. know how to have fun. The real tea? Real tea. So I don't know, know how to have fun. That's why I talk to Contessa so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Just kidding. Parody. <laughs> I should really stop bullying her. No comment. Her. <laughs> I, should, I feel like I should stop bullying her because one day she's really going to take me seriously. No one should ever take you seriously. Except when I'm serious. <laughs> Except when I'm telling you to get the fuck out of my Halloween costume contest. <laughs> Speaking of being serious. Oh, I can't believe that oh was my God. not. Sorry, never mind. No, you that's, go. That's for later. No, you go. No, it's a discussion for later. Okay, whatever, bitch. I wanted to, we were ta- thinking about talking to this episode. I wanted to talk about um, the kind of the place of charity. Before we, charity I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Of course. I just want to say, I don't feel like we actually resolve the last issue so before we move on can we just say we don't can, do that here can we just like one little one little fine f- finite like if we had to boil it all down what is your solution to burnout each of us just say it really quickly then we can move on i feel like that would bring it all down okay, i have to home. figure out how to word mine so i want to go last um make yourself do something that is not one of the things stressing you so if it's school or if it's an art form try doing a different art form for a little bit try like focusing on a different creative project or a different menial task that you need to do like cleaning the fucking kitchen or taking out the trash and i find that sometimes that makes me feel better do a face mask this could be a face mask cask i have enough of them we can all so do a face self-care mask. self-care okay do uh, drugs <laughs> whatever your self-care is do it and do it right and be safe <laughs> i would say mine is um, play sims 4 sorry play sims 4 my well, that uh, like do something fun that is that's separate from everything. Low stakes. But also um, prioritize yourself, and if you and if you feel like you have too much going on, don't feel guilty about cutting those things out. By court, and then also like luckily things did dissolve on their own. It's called two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like cut out things prioritize like but also just like yeah prioritize your needs and if you need alone time take a vacation even if it's just like a vacation from your responsibilities <laughs> valid if it means just hiding in your home for two weeks playing the sims 4 after your trip home for christmas that's valid yeah that's valid and cool moxie um don't do zumba remember that you are not defined as a drag artist by how much you produce. Because yeah. we are all in big capitalist mindset where our constant worth is determined by how much we produce. And that's not what drag is for. Unless you do drag as your only job, then that's a different problem I can't help you with. But if you are doing drag as something for fun, let it be about just doing drag and try to divorce it from the idea that success is based on how many gigs you have, how many numbers you do, how many outfit reveals you can do, and do what makes you actually happy. And if drag doesn't make you happy... I feel like that outfit reveals was pointed. No, no, <laughs> no that, was, um, that was like that was just like a, an example of how people measure their drag or like how many death drops Stunts. you can do how many whatever try not to gamify your own drag because it's an art form and art, art should be done to feed the soul 
Try not to gamma radiate your own. Shut <laughs> up. You? Sorry, I just I had picture. a sincere moment. No, you did, and I'm really proud of you. It's just that I was looking up the UK election results, and I did see for the first time in my life a picture of Boris Johnson. <laughs> and I do want to die. Boris Johnson is just a British man doing a Trump impression with an accent. Ew. Um, you just blew my mind with that capitalism shit. I was like, damn. Oh, that's I, all I think about. I was like, I really am playing into this. I played myself, bitch. <laughs> Why does we he look talk. like this? He's gonna win. He looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I wanna see this photo. Oh, yeah. He looks like a shitty kid. He literally looks like, no, 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 no. What he looks like Karen! is, he looks like if U.S. politics was a sitcom and then the U.K. did a spoof of the sitcom, but oh, he's playing the Trump character. So he's reverse office Trump. Yeah, he's reverse office Trump. Amazing. He's Pete DeMeo. <laughs> he's the mayonnaise. Let's talk about Pete Buttigieg. Just no. kidding. I can't imagine anything more boring. What a worm. Yeah, if you want to talk about Pete Buttigieg, listen to Chapo. Because they say his name. It, yeah. No. Yeah, because he fucking workshopped it to figure out the best way to pronounce his own name. His name that is guy's a such, That guy's a psychopath. Pete Buttigieg. He's I thought been, it was booty gig. <laughs> well, he like literally polled people to figure out which pronunciation of his last name played better with voters. That's also how he decided to start going by Pete instead of Peter. He's a psychopath. Yeah. Where's that fucking date? Um, um, we I wanted to talk a little bit, just because it's already 9.52. Jesus. We started a bit late. Um, I wanted to talk about the place of charity within, and charitable organizations in the drag scene, because I feel like it only hit me very recently how much drag is centered around raising funds and charity. For instance, we have the court, which all of us have been or are or like involved with over various ways, which is in itself like the the international imperial is it no international imperial court system is that what it's called international court system yeah international court system international court system is what like the second largest or the largest like <coughs> LGBT fundraising I don't want to I don't want to define the court anymore. It's the ICS, if people are so, like... I, we did an episode. We yeah, did one. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to remember, but it's like, the court literally exists to raise funds for local charities within the different chapters. You have stuff like... Um, I have. I actually have court tea. We can talk about later. We can talk about later. You have stuff, well, like, even if it's not directly, like, fundraising for a separate charity, you have stuff like the Sunshine House, which in itself fulfills, a like, a a need in the city for people who are in need of like assistance in either in the programs like like that or other programs that they provide i'm actually not fully 100 well, they do on like the... they do the like that drop-in program and they also have like i think they help people like find jobs and mm-hmm. they do take donations they help people um, with court proceedings yeah they do a lot of good stuff they, they sell bag tacos they took a bunch of my old books to a prison so people could read them which was nice and they're organizing are they the ones organizing the prison pen pal thing no that's someone in montreal that's someone in montreal i'll have to send that letter mm-hmm. but um yeah a lot and things that like pride is ostensibly then eh, it's not really charity but uh, i think yeah. kind of pride had its roots in protest and then also in i, I don't know i think like we maybe don't know enough about the history of these different things to talk specifically about what does and does not contribute to charity. Yeah. But it's interesting, I think, just because drag in itself is fulfilling a need 
of something wanting in people's lives, I think, whether that's like gender catharsis like you or just a, a space to perform and express yourself. And it's interesting to me that it like so easily leads to, well, let's just do a show where all the proceeds go to something like Toys, Tots, and Tummies and we raise, a, and we like get people to donate food bank stuff or stuff like QPOP where people are doing like newcomer, uh, like queer refugee work and the Binder Initiative and other really important stuff. Uh, nine Circles, other, I'm so stupid. Well, like, I mean, I think in Winnipeg specifically because the court's been around for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a big part of our drag scene is doing a bunch of shows for charity and for free. Like there are a lot of queens who will say I don't do tip spots, but I I think all of us will do tip spots as long as those tips like or as long as the actual funds from the event are going to charity. And like I don't have a problem with that. If I'm do, if like if I'm volunteering my time and the money is going somewhere that needs it, then I'm fine with that. And like I think that that's mm-hmm. the best way that I've been able to impact the community in a positive way because I don't go to protests because I'm lazy and um, well also because you have a shitty body yeah a shitty fat piece of sack (laughs) it may be shitty but it's still beautiful I love to take a beautiful shit and call it my body (laughs) (laughs) sorry my brain is dying touch my body that sounds such a bop yeah I well I think about like um Nina West, who was a very impactful person for me, who mm-hmm. got onto Drag Race season 11 and did not get her due, um, but she spoke pretty openly about how a very big part of her drag is activism. Yeah. Well, and like, even if you're not in the court, there's still the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who are also a international organization mm-hmm. that exists to do charity work. Um, like, when... Um, when there were those climate disaster things. <coughs> well, when there was climate disaster in Puerto Rico, Fifi mm-hmm. O'Hara organized a massive drag show to raise funds for it. Like, that's, and, that's mm-hmm. part of, like, I think that's part of, like, mm-hmm. and you we have, get so much yeah. from the queer community. Yeah. That when the time comes, like, it's good to be able to get that. Well, I mean, like, even looking at drags like it's it, this is kind of like a thing that's historically a part of drag it's in yeah. it's ingrained in it because if you want to look back to like the first like human rights marches like a lot of like a lot of people who were being persecuted like not to say it was exclusively drag queens you know what i'm not even gonna say if there were drag queens there but there were people who were being uh, policed based on the clothes that they were wearing mm-hmm. right you have and, people like sylvia rivera who there's a very very well-known clip of her speaking at a pride rally where she is berating the crowd for how they have booed her and tried to get her off stage because she is there as a member of star which was uh oh it was something along the lines of street transvestite activism and revolution okay uh that's completely wrong but i will put up the the acronym and the clip somewhere but basically talking about how the people in star are there getting people help to get hormones, getting people help to get clothing, getting people help because they are in jail and they are being sexually assaulted and having their nose broken by a police officer. Mm-hmm. And it was people like Sylvia Rivera and 
Marsha P. Johnson and Stormy DeLarvey, who are who were nebulously described as either trans women or trans men or drag queens or drag kings. These people were facing, and like, of course also all people of color, who are facing like the most persecution, mm-hmm. who kind of really were the most outspoken voices, I feel, at yeah. times. Well, and what I was going to say is that um, like it's inherently a part of it because Um, like there's almost there's almost been some sort of tie-in about like the social defiance of drag being a good like draw to for causes mm-hmm. like nothing draws attention more in some ways or back then drew heavy attention so that's the states so I mean like that's just dragging the states in itself like becoming like that's a big part of its roots but then right now what we're experiencing is like a drag like and, like a drag, the industrial age of drag, where like we are now, Ooh. it's now being commodified. Ooh, that's a good <coughs> analogy for it. I feel like um, well, yeah, it's being commodified because yeah. you you know all about commodities. You could tell me all about them, but to finish my thought, like mm-hmm. so, we're coming into this age where like now drag is a product. Um, now that hasn't like that's kind of started here. Like if if it's been going on here, it's been very quiet. But like in Winnipeg. I would I would say that this is like drag for like what we used to, what we call cash for lash, is really like a n- newer concept to drag here, and before that, it, drag was heavily surrounded in charity work and right. doing it for free and I, you did it because right. you loved it. I wanna I, I wanna make yeah. a distinction in that there's a big difference between doing a tip spot because all the money is going to charity and doing a tip spot because the owner of a venue will not pay you properly. Yes. That's a big difference, and that's not what we're talking about. Like, when no. we say, like, cash for lash, I assume what you mean is, like, a club owner wants people to come in and party for New Year's, so he hires some drag queens to it's, have a It's like a paid gig. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like these but com- that's not a charity gig, and you should never do those kinds of gigs for free, because in, no, that, case, the in that case, the, you are yeah. providing a service, and... You are not you are, being paid. You are, if you're not being paid, then that's volunteering, and you don't volunteer for businesses, you volunteer for charities. Exactly. So, like, like, and that's why, like, drag was so predominant among, like, Geos and Club 200, mm-hmm. and even Desire for a little while, but I don't know. I, can, I can't speak to Desire at like all. Happenings? Or hap- like, I think Happenings was also, like, it, it's, in ways, those that all of those, those drag shows, they were fundraising for something like the mr and miss geos were fundraising to keep the like to keep the bar running mm-hmm. like they were yeah. creating events so that people would come to the bar and mm-hmm. spend money on liquor I, I feel like that was a similar case with, with happenings um club 200 is a little different in that regard but um but club 200 has always been a home for the court which you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier is a big like a big vehicle for raising money for local charities so like i will also say that Alan, in particular, I don't know if, how long, how long has Alan been running Club 200? A long ass time. Alan has always had, in my opinion, working with him, the performers and the organizers' best interest in mind, and he is always trying to find a way to give us the most profitable deal, because he knows that we're paying our performers, and that all the money that we make goes right back to the performers, or in the case of charity events, like, that it's going back to charity... And listen, the bar is making good money off drink sales, at least. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because Alan's a good person and just like 
he, he he's even said to me he likes that kind of stuff so he likes doing that so he, mm-hmm. of course he always wants it to be the best and he yeah. always wants it to be the best it can be so it's a, it's a genuine care from yes. someone who so just... anyone listening please run for Miss Club 200 next year <laughs> well and like it's because he's queer right like because he's gay mm-hmm. and he's been a part of this community and he has needed this community at times in his life so now he's giving back and mm-hmm. that's why he's the only good small business owner. <laughs> um, and I'm, I also just want to say, like, thank you. And I want to make a canon that um, Alan invented Dragon Yeah, Alan Winnipeg. invented Dragon Alan Winnipeg. invented Dragon Winnipeg. And the world. Yes, at large. Oh, I'm just so glad he invented that because I enjoy it so much. Yeah, Except Alan. when I'm burnt out. But <laughs> <laughs> I think um, the performative nature of drag really lends itself just to activism. And, like, because we, we, there, there is, like, a whole, like, kind of on, almost like a sub genre of drag that is political drag and like protest drag protest. Like when people get in crossy to go protest land insider at a uh counter protesting with against homophobes while dressed as jesus um yeah the nina west's drag mom performing at homophobes with signs during the pride parade oh that like, is virginia west virginia yes. west yeah um like that's a that's a thing that I want to get more into. Marty Gold Cummings bringing voter registration forms with her everywhere she goes, so she can get people registered to vote at the club. Yeah, like there's a there's a really deep well of political activism and drag as well. For sure, I also think like maybe this is might be a hot take, but um, I feel like drag is so it's so easy to do drag. Sorry, charity with drag. Because <laughs> I was getting concerned there. It's so easy to do drag. <laughs> you know, it's so easy to do um, charity w- with drag because, um, like, even in even if you're just wearing a Value Village dress and a Party City wig and you and it's just some shitty makeup, you're still getting something for yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. And then like, and for some people, I think it's almost like a bonus that they're doing work for this community, mm-hmm. like. I'm not saying that not all drag charity isn't, like, not all of it isn't back-breaking work, but not all of it necessarily is back-breaking work, because, like, a lot of times it just means you doing something that you happen to like doing, being at the right place at the right time, and it's having, it's like the, the effect is doing itself, mm-hmm. as, like, that way. Like, not, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying yeah. it's not work, but I'm also saying that, like... It's fun work. It's yeah. fun, yeah, it's, it doesn't feel like work yeah. sometimes. Well, and, like... You know, do what you like, love I've and you'll never volunteering. Work I've done <laughs> shut up. I've done like volunteering for like I like volunteered at a rescue shelter for cats for a while. Um, I've done some stuff uh, trying to help politically organize, which is so hard. Yeah, it's so hard. To people do. are lazy. Well, people are lazy, and like the political climate right now is really difficult to organize in because of. Um, how it feels like we're never gonna fucking win anything, but that's a that's an off pod topic. Shout out, shout out UK election. <sighs> I can't start talking about that, or else nope. we'll be here all night. Um, but uh, what was I even saying? I oh, know. I've done like I've done organizing and I've done volunteering um, outside of drag, and while like volunteering for a rescue shelter for cats is very rewarding because I love cats. Um, it's different when you're doing it as a part of a community that you also get things from and that you like personally like want to contribute to because it's something that like a lot of people you know need 
you know. It's like you're helping others, but you're also helping yourself. Yeah. Which is good, because you can't pour from an empty cup. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Can we put that on a t-shirt? I, I think it's probably already on t-shirts. I we think it's little... probably like a Taoist saying or like something. Oh, what the we fuck? should, I don't know. It's I, just think, I, just I definitely did should, not invent that. I just think you should draw a cute teacup, and then we should get stickers made that say you can't pour from an empty cup. Uh, I, think I think we should get shirts that I say think, shut up, tanky. I think that should be. I, <laughs> I think that should be my the the slogan for my uh, gossip podcast that I will start nice. in, in my dreams. <laughs> tea, tea time with cake. We're look look. We're high gonna, tea with cake. We're gonna get a fucking podcast high, network going. High tea with cake, and it's you getting. Hi, and talking all the secrets. Just... It's you drinking weed tea, specifically. <laughs> it's me getting it's high. Me. It's, it's me, me snorting kratom. <laughs> it's me getting high, and then just talking into a microphone while I read my phone chats. <laughs> <laughs> so we got started late tonight, so I don't think we're going to make it to a second episode, because my body is dying. So I really okay. want to talk about drag names, though. Okay. But here's the thing. I think that slunch stuff that we talked about can definitely be a bonus pod. Mm-hmm. I do want to do our urine review, though. I do want to do that, too. Do we have a date that we could maybe do that this week? Could we do that this weekend? Or could we do that on I'm Monday? out of town this weekend. Yeah, you're weekend. on. Okay. Is there any way we you I can, can push through I can and we can do a uh, tight 45? Okay, we'll push through. I'll stop and check. We'll okay, let's, okay, we're going to... How much time are we at right now on this fucking um, recorder? We have been recording almost an hour, I believe. Okay. Okay, well, let's talk well, drag like, names and wrap it up. Let's talk drag names for 10 minutes. I will start a timer, and then we'll be done. Okay. Drag names. What are they? How do you get them? How do you do one? What are they caused by? Herpes. Yes. Sure. <laughs> um, well, you, you are the person, Moxie, who has the closest thing to a real name out of the three of us. That's true. You're both named after stuff. You're both named like non-binary people. Shut the fuck up. Me and the boys. Me and the non-binary folks. Ash. Skyler, Sock, Trump, Ash, Bin. Literally, someone just came out as trans, and their name is Phoenix Ash. And yep, saw that. And I'm like, woo! <laughs> That's a name. You picked a name, and I love it. I'm 100 percent here for it. I am. I love. Yeah. I love, oh, oh, you. Uh, I love a quarter of the trans people talking. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about names. Yeah, oh my god, we're dying. Closest, I have the closest thing to a name because you're also a pun. Yeah. I feel like so there is generally the structure with drag names that I've seen is one, naming yourself after a pre existing female celebrity. Yep. Two, pun name that sounds like a real name. Yep. Three pun name not that's a just name. A pun. Donatella for sushi. Pun name that's just a pun, and then four, not a name. <laughs> not yeah. an actual name. Yeah. So we've got um, people who have named themselves after actual female celebrities, you've got Satina, Satina Loren, Tyra Boyce, who's named after Tyra Banks, but it's also a pun. Yeah. Uh, who else in the city is named after someone? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, well, there's also just like generally names that are just we like had women's a, um, names, like, like Kitty Valentine. We had a Fossa Ferret. Ooh. Well, there are names that are just like. Generally, they're, they're pretty much names, but maybe they're like a little bit weird, like Serenity Ladasha or Kitty Valentine or Brianna Burlesque. Willis a Thunderpuss. 
Lewis the Thunderpuss is one of is a top is a god tier drag name. <laughs> That's a really fucking good name. Yeah. Do you know what her do you know how her stage intro goes? What is it? She's the first nation sensation. Yeah, no, 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 it's no joke. Like that is the I heard that I was like so that is cool. I was like nothing is ever gonna beat that. There are names that are sexy, like Valida Vexus, Valetta Vexus, Rip, Rip, Rip and Peace, and then there are names that are not sexy, like Frida. <laughs> well, Frida Loader falls under the same category that mine does, where it's a pun, but it's also a name. Mm-hmm. Moxie, and I, and I helped make that happen. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, like, because I went by Moxie online for a long time, because I just liked the name, and there was an album by The High, the high Strung that I really liked <laughs> called Moxie, uh, Moxie Bravo, so I liked Moxie, and I was like, well, my mom's a nurse, so, like, Moxie Cotton is a name I could have, and then, this is the most important step, please Google and find out if anyone else has Yay. a name. The thing is that there are also drag queens out there named Cake Moss. That's so stupid. I hate that. And then someone decided to go all French and there's like their name's Gato Albrey or something. <laughs> oh my god. Um, names that are puns but aren't really names. Like you said, Donatella for sushi. That's nothing. What the fuck? That's not really even a pun. Those are just words that sound the same, but it doesn't mean anything. Like Tyra Boinks. It, it, boink is like a stupid euphemism for sex, but also I feel like it kind of conveys that she's kind of like funny and like and kind of a little bit wacky. Tara hates her drag name. But Does I, she? Well, oh, because is it here's the thing. a fat person's drag name? No, here's the thing. That's rude to say. That we're missing about how people came up with their drag names. Uh, an old-fashioned way of doing like drag names was just basically cis men taking the feminized version of their civilian name. Penelope Vanderloon. Penelope Vanderloon, Tyson, Tyra, mm-hmm. John, Joan. Yeah. Joan Costalazza is a... Did she... So, Jennifer was her drag mom. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Coates, which is also a pretty good drag name. That's a great drag name. Especially because it's F-U-R. Yeah, yeah Jennifer Coates. Um, so, Joan Costalazza, that's a great name. We used to have um, a Motel Costalessa in my hometown. Oh, so that that's I, funny. I thought I was like, I really... So, Costalazza really, like resonated for it me. Rub, like, it rubbed your brain meat. It rubbed my brain meat, my brain meat rubbed together and made a spark. Um, Joan Costalazza, the name, kind of is in the same family for um, Yada Yada Book Ahead. Yeah. Which is hilarious, because that's also not really a name, but it's very funny. <laughs> I feel like... Flo Mingo. Flo is a name. Oh. Flo is a name. It's a pretty... I don't know. Florence Mingo. <laughs> and the machine. Florence Mingo, wait, my baby. Florence and the Mingo. <laughs> Mingo, wait, my baby. Anyways, um, how do you come up with a drag name? Pick something that you want to be called forever, because a lot of your drag friends are only going to call you by your drag name. Your first pet and the street you grew up on. (laughs) Isn't that basically how Jamie came up with his drag name, like Jamie Allwood? And if I had followed that rule, my name would have been Moxie McLaughlin. Oof. Oof. I just saw a different, a parallel timeline. Two paths in the wood. <laughs> two paths there are two wolves inside of you. <laughs> I te- ugh. no, that's that's secrets. I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. tell secrets on the podcast. Um, I think I've told this story before, but I dirt was a nickname given to me by one of my greatest friends of all time, uh, Brenna, who we used to give each other matching nicknames at musical theater camp. You told me this. Yes. yes. So we were originally Barbage and Garbage, and then we became Dirt and Dolce. And I really liked dirt, and it really stuck with me. And I was, like, a little bit still in my crunchy phase then. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, it's very earthy. 
And then dirt became like a handle I was using for like performance art and like other art stuff that I was like trying to create and like music I was trying to create. Mm -hmm. And that kind of just like, I, I tried to workshop a couple of other things, but Oliver was really like, you should just use dirt. That really is just like everything about you. Another trash. Another option for dirt games is just steal your photographer's name. Tina Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the thing is also you want to think about, um, and this is not something you've really considered, I guess, but like uh, how it's going to fit into your online, pers online presence. What are you trying to say? Nothing. That like, your Instagram nothing. handle still has nothing to do with your training. <laughs> Yeah, not, well, that's not a yeah well, when um, when I'm worried, then you can worry. <laughs> no, it's not a read. You have a thousand followers. I don't have the energy to worry. Um, well, well, the thing is, when you are a mononym that is also a word, it becomes a lot harder to look you up on the internet. That's true. Yeah. When you have a name like Ruby Chopsticks, it's very easy to, well, that has a very specific spelling. It's yeah. easier to find you. Also, when you're popular and famous like Ruby Chopsticks. Yeah. Here's the thing. There are people out there who use their, their drag name as their handle, and then there are people like Mariah Balenciaga who is still mug for days, and we're on season 11, and they were season 3. Yeah. And I think, and as long as that's valid, I'm going to cling to that. And rumored that she's <laughs> going to be on All Stars 5. It. No, it's not a read. It's just... I know. I know, I get what you're saying. Like, people do have a hard time following me. Well, they, obviously not. You have a thousand followers. I mean, yeah. but I had to, I had to really plow the field for that um i mean i just think it has to you have to think about like are you gonna want people calling you as forever like we we had a a recent debut where um rose jokingly almost said to them oh yeah that's fine and you know you can always change your name later i actually was gonna say um don't if you can't think of the perfect drag name right off the hop that's okay you can always change it later yeah. you can and you will and you will be successful but there is always the chance that your first drag name will haunt you forever horny bunny Horny bunny. Well, then um, that's different because, like, tea. that's who I was talking about. Yeah, that's the one we were talking about with Rose. Um, Did you not hear me at the show? I was like, are we married to that name? <laughs> She's lovely. She's super nice, and she was a great performer. Um, Questionable we could, taste. We could workshop the name. We could workshop the name. Um, well, I'm thinking, too, about, like, it's a, I mean, unless you get famous, like, Miss Kim Chi, whose original drag name was... Disney princess. <laughs> yeah. And or then I, th I Pearl, th whose original name was Vladonna. I also want to personally shout out and thank Miss Fame for forever ruining the potential of a Miss Fame pageant happening oh, here. Yeah, thank God, honestly. Her and her chickens. I'm so happy for her. It'll make sense later. <laughs> um, yeah. Good tips for coming up with drag names. I mean, I think it, you have to think about you. You only really need a pun name. I mean, you can have a pun name if you're not funny, but if you're really going for something like sexy and serious, don't pick a pun name. Trixie and Katya say, um, your drag name should say something about the drag that you do. Because I mean, when you—that's a lot of pressure to put on. That's, it is, but well, your drag name is also not permanent. Is the other thing because they, the examples they use is like you know Alyssa Edwards. You hear yeah. it, you think pageantry. Bob elegance, the drag queen. Bob the drag queen. Kimchi. Ginger <laughs> Minge comedy, but still a pun name. Yeah. And then, um, but, and for yeah, the longest I time, I I would hear that and I'd be like, oh. <laughs> Because I was like, well, I'm a spooky witch, but my name is fucking Cake, so what do I do with that? 
But then I discovered my pop princess self, and then I well, and you, it's because you you're paint. a delight. Well, and then I and then I realized there are many different flavors mm-hmm. of cake. Yeah, and that's our time. And that's our time. So don't feel too pressured to pick a name that you think fits you exactly the way you are right now, because you will change. Shotgun and... round. Think of character, fictional characters that you like, uh, places in those those worlds that you like, favorite celebrity. Women's names that you like, regardless of whether you're a drag king or a drag queen. Barbara, that could have been my drag name. Oh, I, I, wish love, it was. I would love to have you as a Barb. Hi, my name's Barb. Hey, Barb. Um, that was my name for a while. Barb and Garb. Um, you can change your name. That's fine. That's just, legal. That's legal. Yeah. You can change your name legally to your drag name. Or just They'll do let it. you. you or just like legally, they can't stop you. Entirely steal someone else's identity. Yeah. Do it. It's not illegal. Just like the the biggest pet peeve of mine is uh, when you name yourself something and there's someone who has uh, already been performing for forever and they are better and more famous than you. Don't don't steal names from people because then you're never gonna get found. Especially if they live in the same city. Who are you talking about? Prairie Lust. Charity Case. And Prairie Lust. Yeah. I was talking about Charity Case because there's a Charity Case in the UK who's huge and she's massively talented and who performed at Bushwick yeah she's she's an incredible queen and then really spooky yeah spooky spooky anyways that was our lightning round yes episode is done thank you so much for listening you can find us on Patreon or on Twitter uh, at DreamDishDragCast please follow us give us a like and rate us on iTunes rate us on iTunes review us give us a comment and maybe on Anchor um, we love that you listen to us and we love it even more if you give us money for our bonus content. The password for this episode is Valentine. <laughs> she sure did, and I fucking failed that time. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. My name is Bert. I'm Kate. And as always, everyone else is wearing. And this is Drag Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Did she just do a big fart on you? Yep. Totally did. Sorry. Sorry, baby. For a second, I saw this little splat and I was like, you did not. No, that was a very dry sound. I went shopping with Lita and June. Did you learn how to switch tags? I'm sorry. Oh, um, the EOY show? The next show was in June? Oh,